Are you an investigative professional? Have you heard about the investigatorstoolbox.com? Check out this exclusive online community for networking, learning, and data resource management. The Toolbox is a one-stop shop for all your investigative needs. Check out our robust collection of forums, our comprehensive learning page, and our expansive library of OSINT research tools. We've just released an app for both iOS and Android, so you can access the site seamlessly right off your phone. We have also partnered with some amazing companies like Crosstracks, Delpoint, IRB, ScopeNow, the Hetherington Group, PI Magazine, PI Gear, Merlin Locate Services, Paravin, the PI Institute of Education, and so many more. They're offering over $1,250 worth of discounts and benefits exclusively to community members today. Use code PIP201836 and save 10% on your membership. That's www.investigators-toolbox.com. Cross-tracks case management system. That is what we are talking about today. Are you using a case management system? What are you waiting for? If you don't use a case management system, you really need to look into implementing that into your business regimen. I've been at it with Crosstracks now a little over a year, and it's just been a game changer for my business. They are SOC 2 certified, SOC 2 Type 2 certified. If you don't know what that means, it means that they're encryption system is second to none and you have to go through a whole screening process to figure out uh, if you can even qualify for that and they have so you know with certainty your data is being protected i don't think there's another case management system out there that offers that same ability to have the SOC 2 type 2 certification as you guys know i've been uh, you know singing the praises of cross tracks and uh, i really believe in this product and i believe you should check it out Contact Brad, contact Pat, uh, one of the team members over there, and see if it's right for you. Cross Tracks case management system, check it out today. Gulf Point keeps on advancing. The commonality search is here. The new data is unlike anything they currently offer and will go in depth into your target's assets and relationships. Use them on everything from jury research and associate connections to business investigations and fraud cases. You don't want to miss these. Visit DelphPoint.com for more details. Sign up and use code PIP20 for additional savings. Welcome to this week's show, and today we go behind the scenes. Matt welcomes me, Joey Salvia. We chat all things podcasting and a little more than that, actually. Matt wanted to give you a behind the scenes as to how this show was created and what it takes to put it together each week. We don't cover everything, but we cover more than we expected. And that's the way it goes for me and Matt when we get together. It's usually a very long conversation, and we both have a lot to say, as you'll hear here. So please welcome me, Joey Salvia, and your host, private investigator, Matt Spare. PI Perspectives. And welcome everybody to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. This is Matt Sperry, your host. Today we are doing something special. We are going like behind the scenes. I thought it was really cool. I slipped an extra 20 to my producer, Joey Salvia. And I said, come on and talk about how we started doing this uh, podcast. So Joey, I want to welcome you to the program. Well, now I'll get $40 this week. So that's fantastic, Matt. I appreciate being here. Nice. You can almost go to the movies by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Who goes to the movies anymore, Matt? Exactly. Now we just stay home and watch the releases come onto uh, HBO Max or Disney Plus. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's me. 
So I kind of wanted to do like a theme of like, so you want a podcast, right? So I write the, the articles for PI Magazine, Podcasting 101, and I've gone through over many different uh, issues, talking a little bit at a time on how to do this stuff. I don't claim to be an expert, but I was very fortunate to hook up with you very early on. And uh, you kind of navigated me through the process. So we're going to tear away the, uh, the fourth wall here today and talk a little bit. This is the, the handsome gentleman that you hear doing my voiceovers on every show. We're both follically challenged, which is kind of cool, too. Um, my wife thinks we look alike. She said, this guy could be your brother. What, really what's going on? If not brothers, cousins. We definitely come from the same gene pool. Let's definitely, definitely. And we're like New Yorkers. We got that New York attitude and accent. And people love that. Like I get feedback all the time. Like, who does your voiceovers? That guy's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> which, is, which is great. So I first met you on Instagram. We share a similar hobby. We're both bass players, right? So I think that was the context of my initial reaching out to you. I uh, knew you all the way back from a long, long time ago when you were working for ESPN Radio with Michael Kay, right? So that was a long time ago, right? Yeah, that was, uh, I left ESPN back in 2012. I started there just after September 11th. I was working at WABC at the time. Right. I worked with Michael Kay from, the show officially began in 2002, I believe. Right. Actually, summer of 2002. Yeah. So uh, next year will be 20 years of the right. Michael K show. My song still plays and opens the show uh, every day, by the way. The That's fantastic. Song. That's fantastic. Yeah. And for those of you don't that don't know, uh, all the commercial music that we play, uh, all those beds underneath, most of the time it's Joey's music. Sometimes it's some of my music. Uh, I wrote a piece with my kid, actually, my nine-year-old. We kind of threw something together, uh, which we do that. He was actually asking again to do that. Uh, but a lot of that's your, your original music music so you've, you've got some albums out you uh, do that stuff too which is neat yeah i have a good time with it and i do appreciate you letting me use it because then we would have to pay someone for the licensing fees using original music or popular music and then we would have spotify and apple and google and and universal music coming after us for uh, unlicensed publishing i feel like i gotta give you 25 now feel bad. No, 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 no. You give me a stage, I'm a ham. I'm going to take up that space. <laughs> exactly. You know that already, Matt. And I do appreciate that. And what's cool about it is that it allows me to keep the creative juice flowing. And I'm glad you let your son do it with yeah. you. That's something that you should, you should definitely tap into more because I do like using the variety. After a while, you're getting so many sponsors at this point, Matt, that I'm, I need more musical. Bands. We're running out. So I, I know. We've, we've, we're running out. We've looped a couple. I think I stole one of the songs because I was like, I love that song. This person's not sponsoring the show anymore we're taking that song back (laughs) moving the songs to different sponsors we don't want to lose the music yeah it's just such a a good beat and such a a good thing so that's something that's really important it's kind of dynamic and that's what we're going to do today we're going to dive into to all that i just wanted to create a timeline a little bit of you know how you and i met so really you know it was on instagram but you were producing another show that i listened to uh the opie radio podcast opie and anthony if anybody in new york knows these guys. Uh, they broke off. Uh, Opie started his own thing. Westwood One came in and, and uh, picked it up, and then you started doing production for them, right? Yeah, I was producing uh, Greg Hughes, Opie. I lived on Long Island for 10 years, and yeah. back in the 90s, I listened to Opie yeah. on WBAB. Yeah. We never crossed paths, although I did cross paths with his former partner. I listened to him, and then when I got a gig in the city working at ABC or ESPN or what have you, you know, he was making his name in XM Radio and, of course, WNEW. You go back all the way with him. You know him. Yeah, I mean, I was K-Rock ago. days. Um, yeah, K-Rock. Even, even, I think NEW is when I started listening. I started listening to him. Uh, it had to be maybe 97 or 98. Like, they had just come back from Boston. 
Um, yeah. When a buddy of mine's like, oh, you got to check these guys out. They're better than Howard Stern. And I was yeah. like, oh, all right, let me check it out. Like a Howard Stern for, I won't say for our generation because I'm older than you. I would say Howard Stern for your generation and a little younger as well. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. I mean, I was in and out of Stern growing up. I mean, I, yeah. I, I was more of an Imus guy, right? So my dad was a big Don Imus guy. So wow. I would sit in the car with him and he, he always had Imus going. And uh, yeah, that was my first real exposure to talk radio. And you want to talk about influences, right? So Imus, uh, Stern, Opie, they influenced my interview style, right? David Letterman. I get obsessed with like watching interviews. It's not even so much content sometimes. It's just the style of, of how they do things. Seinfeld with the comedians getting getting coffee in, in the car. Like I like watching that, not for the comedians, just for the interview style. It's fascinating to me. It's almost like an obsession. Absolutely. And I agree with you. I go back way back. I listened to Howard Stern back when I was about 17 years old. I lived in Baltimore for a spell and I was pumping gas as a teenager, believe it or not. I I would walk about a mile or two miles to a gas station. And this is back in the day before credit cards. This was when they had islands and you'd go out to the island and you pump the gas. Well, in the winter, you'd have to go inside because it was so cold. And I used to listen to the radio. And I would listen to the station from D.C., which was D.C. 101. Sure. And I remember listening to Stern on D.C. 101 when he met Robin Quivers exactly. on the air and started bringing her in. Yep. So I go way back with all of that stuff. And I agree with you as far as interviews go. Even Johnny Carson. Yeah. When Johnny Carson interviewed someone and you watched him on the tube, yeah. you kind of felt like you were all in the same living room yeah. and you were just watching a conversation. Your, your cavity was another one. I and, mean, you know, it's like you go back, you watch this older stuff. It's like these guys are really good at their craft. And this is That's like, amazing. there's no special effects. There's no silliness. You know, these guys nowadays, they've got a lot of stuff to, to amp their show up and really like get through the two hours back in the day to tonight's show. You're talking, right? You're literally talking, and maybe a comedian comes on. Maybe the comedian gets cut a few times. And that that's yes. happened in yes. the past, and uh, it, it's all really, really cool stuff, man. So, you and I, like, we kind of hooked up online. I was like, hey, I think my first question to you was like, what kind of base to use, or, or what's your setup? You know, and that was my in. <laughs> that was your in, yeah. Because I, I'm I'm one of those guys that if you reach out to me on social media, I, I'm going yeah. to respond. It might not be right away, but I'm going to respond. And and obviously, we had that mutual connection with music. You yeah. had been listening to the Opie Radio podcast. You must have heard me either narrating it or adding music to it. Yelling about and, the wind, uh, Joe. Come on, and that's that's what I remember. And, and the wind, <laughs> the wind, because Greg would basically walk around New York City. He probably still does to this day. Uh, although I think it's more or less the beach at Long Island now. But yeah, uh, he'd yeah. walk around New York City with his little, you know, podcasting recorder that we gave him at Westwood One. And he would just record people on the street and he would pontificate while he was walking. And a lot of times he'd walk down the street into these wind tunnels. And there's yeah. nothing I can do about wind once you put it on. I have to sit there and edit it. So I started um, I started moaning talking underneath. to him on the podcast. Right. Yes. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm complaining about the wind. And that's where we broke the fourth wall. And, and he loved that. He loves that. time. The cool thing about Greg is that he's one of those guys that if you're working with him and you have any creativity in you, he's going to welcome it. And he championed that throughout. I think I did over 100 episodes between him, Vic Henley, Carl Weeds, Sherrod. It was fun working on that. But anyway, um, yeah, the Instagram thing was our connection. And then you started saying you want to do a podcast. Yeah, so I started asking you about what equipment should I have. So that was my next question, right? Hey, I'm really serious about doing this. 
and then you know get this microphone so really what the most important thing right if you if you have any any inclination to do this stuff you got to sound good right somebody will turn on a podcast show and within the first three or four minutes if it sounds like crap they're out they're not going to hang out you know if you don't have that good audio there they may love the topic but they can't listen to it right so that was one of the first lessons you told me buy a good mic <laughs> right yeah i was listening to you and you had a mic that just wasn't it didn't work for uh, for podcasting or for radio. It wouldn't be a good broadcasting microphone. Right. It'd be a great microphone to use out in the field if you want to record crickets right. or you wanted to catch automobiles going by. That's like the this. difference between a dynamic mic and a, a condenser mic, right? And a that's, condenser mic. That's yeah. really what it comes down to. We, I was using um, I was using a condenser mic, and that's that's a no go, right? We had to go dynamic. Yeah, we had to go dynamic. Unless you're a real sophisticated engineer and you know how to use it. But I will say this: the RE twenty that you have that is the standard and it has been for years and uh, if you want to get into conservative talk show hosts one <laughs> that i had the chance of working with many years ago yeah. rush limbaugh used the re20 he had the golden one by the way it was yeah. specially made for him yes i'm sure he did <laughs> yeah the electro voice re20 that's what yeah. you're using when it comes down to that stuff it makes such a huge difference you know what separates your show from somebody else's show? Putting the content aside, right? Content's always going to be the driver, but does it sound good? And then, you know, when we transitioned over to video, does it look good, right? Yeah. And that, that created a whole another avenue. And it's like, okay, should we do this or should we not do it? I remember we were having those conversations. And, and even like when we first started, there was a phone conversation you and I had that it, it, it was probably almost two hours. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus, we we know the same people. Like we got so much stuff in common. Maybe we are brothers. <laughs> Maybe, you know, I'll have to ask my mom. You're older brother. So yeah, I was born back in 64. So I've gone through it all. I've seen the analog age and I've seen the digital age and I've lived in both worlds a lot. I guess I was in my 30s by the time I got my first computer. Right. I had seen them before. I had friends who had like the old Commodore 64 back in the day. But outside of using music equipment that was digital, the computer was something that was quite new to me back in the 90s, Matt. Yeah. But once I found it and I got on it, that was it, my friend. Yeah. It's it's how I've been making a living ever since. That's uh, great. It's great. Yeah. And, you know, you're saying back in the day and all this stuff, I start thinking about my own like music career or whatever. I'm, you know, I got a couple stuff out. I'm not, I don't have the career you have, but I, I like to do it. Right. But yeah. I remember 1986, 1987, the four track recorders. And then it's like, oh God, now, now it's a track. What were the things you could do? <laughs> like, this is the amazing. cassette recorder. Yeah. The old Fostex or Tascam four the track. Cam, is, cam, yeah. Cam. My, my mom and my aunt, may she rest in peace, my godmother, Together, they chipped in and bought me my first four-track back when I was about 19 years old, yeah. which would have put me around 83, 1983. Prior to that, I had a Radio Shack reel-to-reel where I would splice tape and try to overdub and make recordings by myself. But with that four-track, Matt, that four-track was my four years of a university yeah. because I sat there with that four-track night and day making commercials, making songs, making parodies. Anywhere I can record something, but they'd come into the house, I'd be like, come here, we got we to gotta do something <laughs> together. I wish I had those things. I don't know, maybe I do have a few of those cassettes from years back, like yeah. talking to my cousins and things like that. I'm sure they're buried in boxes in my attic or something. Yeah. But I will tell you, man, it, it moved fast from that era to now. Yeah, and even like with technology now, how cool it is. So I have all this podcast equipment it's all set up and all that. So my nine-year-old, like, he likes to do like a podcast show. So we do, you know, the the, the, the pop-in Micah show, which is fantastic. You know, he was just asking me this weekend. He's like, hey, can we do another episode? It's been a while. 
And it's like, sure, you know, we can do all this stuff. And, and I, I use a Rodecaster Pro, right? So that's my mixing board. And the reason that I went with that is just the ability to have like six people on there, right? You, you could do people on the phone. You could do people via Bluetooth. You could do people in four channels and actually plug in. And I thought like, wow, that's very dynamic. I like the way how it is. I like that you can actually record directly on it and then, you know, take a, a card and, and stick that card into something. So if you're on the road and doing all this stuff. But one of the things it also has is a sound machine board, right? So yeah. I became Greg Hughes, the, the button pusher. <laughs> you can press, yeah, you can press buttons. But what's cool about that, Matt, is that it allows someone who's a novice, someone that doesn't have a whole lot of experience with engineering and board operating, the ability to sit there and do their own podcast from home. And if you get a guy like myself and you send him that raw content or show, I can pretty much edit it down and add bells and whistles to it and we can have a, you know, a real show. I'll give you some notes, right? To add this. Like, I think we did something with Tally, right? With the pistol packing Paula with Mark, Mark Gillespie. I was like, yeah, "Yeah, find, find me cowboy yeehaw, right? And it was actually you doing it. I had to do the yeehaw because otherwise I would have wound up getting Yosemite Sam and we would have had Warner Brothers coming after us. It's funny because when you said get a shotgun going... There's a few things that you don't do. It's like almost taboo. You know, you don't want to, because people listen a lot in their cars. Yeah. You don't like to put sirens. You don't like to put yeah, gunshots. <laughs> so you don't want to alarm anybody while they're driving. So the Opie and Anthony car crash uh, <laughs> soundbite they used to play all the time. <laughs> it's not a good one. <laughs> hey, I'm guilty of it too. I've done it many, many times. But as, as the years go on, uh, you know how the world is these days. We're, yeah, we're very sensitive no, to everything. Definitely. So I think we're going to take a break here. Uh, We're going to do that sponsor thing. Uh, We're going to listen to some of Joey's music and some voiceovers. You're about to hear me again. And I also brought us on, if I believe. I'm I'm, I'm sure I brought us on. This is way too much of me, Matt. I'm going to tell you right now. No, but I wanted to highlight this, man, because you and I have, we we do have a special relationship and it's, and it's very cool. And I'm, I'm like humbly, you know, just so thankful that, you know, that you took the time, like what business did you have to, to do it. All right. So you're a nice guy. You told me what to do, but to take an interest in doing it. And we'll get into that story when we should, when, yeah. Uh, when we come back uh, as, as to how that, the genesis of how that happened. And I got to this point where I was like, holy, wow. Like, how did this happen? Right. One of those deals. So everybody sit tight and uh, we'll be right back. Are you overwhelmed with your current caseload? Could you use some help with your skip trace assignments? With Merlin Locate Services, rather than adding staff, you can add an entire skip trace department of licensed private investigators who specialize in skip tracing. Check out MerlinLocate.com today. When you work with Merlin Locate Services, you bring on a valuable experience and trusted extension to your team. Check out the PI Institute of Education at PIInstitute.com. Since 1989, Kelly Riddle has been teaching on subjects such as surveillance, nursing home investigations, insurance fraud, domestic investigations, hidden assets, and accident scene investigations. The PI Institute of Education is a featured learning partner in the investigatorstoolbox.com. So check out the free content on the site, then visit the Institute for more great savings on additional classes. Need the best insurance coverage out there? Check out SIIS Insurance. Make your insurance purchasing process a breeze by dealing with the leading PI industry experts. All filings for your state PI license are handled directly by their staff. Certificates of coverage to your clients are fulfilled the same day as requested. If you work armed, no worries as they always include firearms liability in their coverage. 
Coverage can be expanded to cover executive protection, consulting liability, guard operations, and for cyber liability inexpensively. Best of all, be sure to indicate on the application that you're a regular PI Perspective listener or Investigator Toolbox subscriber as amazing discounts apply. So make sure you take advantage today. Visit Security Investigators Insurance Solution, SIISinsurance.com. The surveillance issue for PI Magazine is here. Make sure you check out all the great content available in this special edition. Now online or via hard copy. And welcome back to PI Perspectives. This is Matt Sperry, your host. And today uh, we've got Joey Salvio with us. Joey, welcome back to the program. Thank you, Matt. It's great to be here. Yeah, Mr. Extraordinaire, producer, uh, bass player, songwriter. Good stuff. Really, really good stuff. Um, so before we took a break, I teased um, the genesis of, of um, how you came to, to start producing my show. So I wanted to get into that. So really, it started off with a lot of questions for me. Right. So now I had the right microphone. I had the, the right content uh, or recorders for, for getting the content there. And at this point, we were just doing audio only. I had been referred to a uh, production company by a, a great investigator uh, that, um, you know, they were using this company down in Tennessee. Randy Lord actually had told me about them, like, use these guys. Right. They had produced like two or three of my first shows. Right. And they were, they were great. You know, it was, it was nice. It was really easy to kind of do, do things with them, get things uploaded and, uh, and do it. But the product that I got back was missing something, right? It just, it didn't have the heart in it, right? So we're New York guys, right? We, we have this certain kind of attitude, certain kind of, kind of spark. And I wanted to capture that. Even like the, the, the original, um, a theme song that I, I wrote, which, you know, we did away with it. You'll hear it every now and then. I was thinking like, I wanted to have this like cops and robbers seventies, like New York style. Like that was my thought in, in getting that down. Right. So I had given you the audio and said, Hey, check this out. And at this point we had released the three shows already. You know, they had done my production and, and you come back to me, you're like, yeah, it, it's all right. What are you paying for doing this? Like that, that kind of stuff. Right. So it's like, you, you look at that and then like from out of the blue, you're like, hey, man, like, I'll do this for you if you want to do it. Like, I'm looking for my kid, like I, any college money <laughs> for my son. So I was like, perfect. That's awesome. And I'm like, oh, my God, the guy from the Michael K show wants to like produce my podcast <laughs> from Opie and <laughs> the Opie radio. Like, how does this happen? Right. But then I had to hear what you could do. I was like, all right, well, you know, let's see what, what it sounds like. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but don't sell yourself short, Matt. I mean, yeah. the thing is this, and a lot of people make this mistake. They they see guys on TV or they hear them on the radio or online on YouTube, whatever these days. Work is work, and I do enjoy helping people, and I love mentoring people as well. So it's not something that if it was a hassle and I thought, oh, my God, this won't be worth my time whatsoever. But the thing about you, Matt, is, number one, you have a passion for it, yeah. right? Number two, you, you take direction and you collaborate. Right. And number three, you're a successful businessman. You're not a guy that's just coming off the street saying, Joe, help, can you work pro bono? Which is not a problem either, because I'll, I'll do that too if it's the right circumstance. And We're going to edit that out, don't worry. <laughs> no, it's, no, you don't have to edit that out. I won't edit that out. It, you know, Whether it's a passion project or a serious venture where there's obvious money to be made. Yes. And in your case, you have a very unique gift here because... You're working in a community of people that you care about. I do. Yeah. You're there to to network and bring people together. You're there to educate them, to help them, 
to grow along with them. Right. And it's like a club. And when I heard that message and I saw the ability that you had to reach people, I thought, I definitely want to be part of this because this is as close to direct marketing as you're going to get. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. whether you have 300,000 people listening or 300, the fact is when they listen to your podcast, there's a specific reason they're listening. Yeah. And it's a good chance they're going to buy the products that you're selling. And they have, right? No, they have. They, they have. Sponsors wouldn't keep sponsoring if, if they weren't getting anything out of it. And I think, you know, part of that reason is because it sounds good, right? The content is good. And I, I the way I approach the show is I really want to educate people, right? So you definitely hit the nail on the head on that. But I, I want to educate people in a way where they're being exposed to all different types of people in our industry because it, it's such a diverse industry with so many different people that do different things. You know, you hear a private investigator and you've got the ha-ha, you know, it's like uh, Dick Tracy, right? Or, or Mickey Spillane, we got all that. But no, it's so much more than that. And I think like intentionally, I've tried to, to do that, to just spotlight different people, you know, all different types of people, you know, they're, you know, male, female, different races. Like that's, that's intentional on my end because I, I, when it becomes an old boys club, what are we doing here? You know? And I think that's one of the things that, that sets aside the show is that it's fresh, right? I'm going to do different things. I'm going to have my producer on and we're going to chat, you know, like I, I like to have the sponsors come on every once in a while and just talk about, you know, the new stuff that they're doing and uh, just keeping people informed and uh, like, especially during COVID. So that was another thing, right? So during COVID, I reached out to you and said, Hey, like, I want to do extra content. And you're like, yes, <laughs> I got free time. Like, yes. please, <laughs> you know, and it was a good way for, for us to help each other. Right. So we did yeah. extra shows, these quick hits. That was the birth of the quick hits, right? A Thursday yeah. show on let's talk about COVID related issues for the everyday investigator to make sure that they're getting their PPP, that their, you know, insurance is, is, is where it needs to be. Like, you know, what's, what's going on in particular different parts of the country. So we, we, we got our fingers on the pulse of, of, of doing all that. And it was great. I mean, really, I, I'd love doing that extra content. Yeah. And it shows. And, and I will tell you this, I, I thank you for that time because there was a moment when we didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, yeah. life and death, we're talking, not just job sure. or economy. Right. It was a scary time, and it was nice to be able to dig into some extra work. I actually did get furloughed from my day job for a yeah. few weeks that year, and I was able to make that up through guys like Kelly Riddle, who yeah. has videos yeah. that he needed to have restored. Dave Otto, who's an attorney, and you've yeah. worked with him. I helped him launch his podcast. There's others too. I mean, you know all the people. So it is a network and it is yeah. a bit of a family and a club. And I, I appreciate that, Matt. Yeah. And the cool part is, is like you're learning all these things that investigators do. <laughs> so you, that, you know, I was saying to, to my wife, parties. <laughs> I can, you know, there, my old friend, Brian Kilmeade, who works on Fox and Friends in the morning, I used to produce his radio show along with a team of very talented producers. I used to work at ESPN with Mike Lupica and Michael Kay, and I used to work with with him in the morning, and, and he would say, you must be great at cocktail parties. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it's funny you mentioned that, Matt, but the yeah. thing is, is that, you know, I was saying to my wife that the only, uh, you know, because you play bass and I play bass, there'd be no right. chance we'd ever be in a band together outside no. of the fact that I might have got a guitar gig because I also right. play guitar. But the only reason I would ever meet you is that if I wanted to spy on my wife or something, you yeah, know, yeah. like I need someone to investigate her cell phone or, or where's she going over the weekend, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to sick mad on you if you don't tell me where you're going this evening. <laughs> I'm going to get a nasty email from her one day. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and you've been very, you know, and that's the other thing. You were very generous to us. You, my wife started a nonprofit during the pandemic, anti-racism nonprofit mm-hmm. organization, yeah. educating moms. Great idea. Racism. I love the concept. Yep. Thank you. And it's doing very well. She's got great support. But you were one of the first people to contribute to that, Matt. So I take care of my people. You know, that's, that's the thing. Like we, we're all family here, you know, and, and then even in business, right? I always approach that. Who do I know that can help this person out? And by doing the podcast, you know, I'm meeting so many people all over the country. Like I'm kind of getting known as the guy who knows people, which is exactly what I, I want. Like, you know, I, I don't need to necessarily be the guy who does the work, which is, you know, I mean, obviously I want work. I want to stay in business, but I got a good little niche of what I'm doing here. But I do want to be the guy that knows everybody because I like to help people. I like to connect people together. And I, I was just uh, I'm, our guest next week, uh, Harriet Gold. I was out in in San Antonio, and we were having a talk about Mike Doris, Merlin Locate, who's one of the sponsors here. And I'm like, you got to try these guys. Like I'm using them; they're great. They've hit some great home runs. Shout out to Megan. Uh, she, Megan's amazing. Uh, Carmen's really great, right? These girls are are they're they're animals. They really get the job done, right? Mm-hmm. And Harriet and George Gerges was with us too, right? So we're we're chatting, and uh, they're both now using Mike. And I, I got emails from them like, wow this Doris guy, like he really knows what he's doing. Like he's hit mm. some crazy home runs for us. I was like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you <know>, like, <laughs> and I'd love to see my sponsors do well, you know, and, and that, that gets fire in my belly. It makes me want to do more shows because I want them to, to feel like they're not getting jipped off. Like I, I always had this fear of like, all right, uh, it's time for a sponsorship. And I'm like apologizing Yeah, you, know, you got to give me a check. I'm sorry. You know, and we don't do that. You know, it's like, Hey, this is what you want to do. This is what it's going to cost you. And by the way, you're going to get access to all these people. And he brought up a good point earlier, right? It's not necessarily, you know, the millions of people that are listening. That's never going to happen with this show. And that's that's okay. But is it going to be known as one of the best shows in the industry? I hope so, right? I think the content's pretty good. But It's you know. great content. And not just, well, you're educating people. And that's funny because you, you said to me a long time ago when I said, what category do you want to, you want to be in? And you wanted to be in business. And we are. And I always feel when I'm doing this podcast and I upload your episode when I'm done producing it, I always look at it and I always click and I always want to make it education because I really do believe, and it's something you you should think about as we go on, um, is that this is an educational show. Real quick, before I forget... EmbraceAction.org is my wife's uh, oh, yes. nonprofit. Yeah. We're, we're going to put that in the show notes too. Okay, Absolutely. Cool. It's a great, oh, it's a great nonprofit. You. Yep. You're, you're too kind. And, uh, and the other thing I wanted to say is that when you do see people like myself out there and you wonder, oh, wow, man, you know, he must be too expensive or he's not going to listen to me, that, don't be so sure about that because there are some guys out there that are nice guys or guys who like to work a lot and guys who like to have a lot of coals in a fire like myself. I've always been self-employed as a musician I DJed most of the 90s I did over a thousand weddings as a DJ on Long Island that's how that's what I remember you as Michael K he's like oh the DJ guy (laughs) I was the DJ guy yeah and I and I got into the radio business in my 30s and I've been doing that ever since I've been doing that for over 20 years now I'm always trying to find ways to use my talents and skills in all different facets whether it be the music whether it be voiceover you know all the things that I do I do it on your podcast your podcast allows me a, a space to pretty much showcase everything I do editing you know music voiceover writing whatever it may be you know and uh, I appreciate that that's great man it's really good so before we wind down here I want to talk about like a couple of things like folks that do this stuff and unfortunately there's been a few really good shows that have just fallen off 
they just disappear right mm-hmm. and it's it's i when that happens i'm like oh man like i feel bad because the shows were so good and now it's like i gotta find something else to listen to too because not only do i put a podcast out there i, I consume podcasts also mm-hmm. and um you know the burn on that it's it's real like people don't understand the commitment it takes to do this stuff and i feel like that is the number one killer uh of people that like they're all guns are blazing going in and then when they realize how much work it actually takes to do it they fall aside and i think nine times out of ten the people that fall aside like that are trying to do all the production themselves and you just you can't do it you got to hire somebody like like Joe to do it. So I feel like if you're interested in doing this stuff, you got to make the investment, the monetary investment, right? So, you know, obviously you're not working for free with me and there's no pro bono going on here, but that's okay. This is why I have sponsors, right? The sponsors pretty much pay the overhead and do whatever need, you know needs to get done. And it's great formula, right? And I, I remember even like when you and I were, were chatting and it's like, okay, we're going to video now, we're doing this and that. And, and, you know, I'm getting more sponsors on. To me, it's like, okay, I'm going to give you more, right? And that was very important to me. You're like, wow, you didn't have to do that. It's like, no, I'm, I'm going to do that because we wouldn't be getting more if it wasn't for you, right? So that kind of stuff. But yeah, if you're, if you're interested in doing podcasting, you, you have to get a producer. Hands down, it has to get done. That goes with anything. I mean, yeah. if you're working around the house, yeah, you can go to YouTube and you can figure things out. Um, you can figure out how to fix your toilet or you can wind up causing a flood and your wife will be angry with you or whatnot. You know, the jiggle doesn't work right when yeah, you're trying yeah. to do it yourself. Then you try to do it yourself because you went to YouTube. And again, some people are cut out to do this and they, they find a, a new therapeutic way to do this and they like time, it. Time though, right? It so if they're, if they're good to do it, okay, but what are you doing with the rest of your time? Like I have a, I have, I have family, right? Right. I play you know, music at my church. Like That's right. I have that. I have, you know, the podcast show. I have the investigator's toolbox. I have satellite right. investigations. Like, people right. are amazed. They're like, when do you sleep? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> eh, you know. Yeah, they say that to both of us, I'm sure. And, and that's at night. <laughs> I sleep yeah, at night. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I do too. I, I walk a lot. I, I exercise. I like to roller skate. I like to do things. I have a 12 year old son. I yeah. have a wife. You know, there are things I have to do. And I also have a full time job. I probably have my hands in a good 10 podcasts per week, Matt. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah but the thing is, is that I have to give each one of those things my undivided attention. It's not something. It's not something you can just gloss over. It's a very right. detail-oriented job. And if that's the kind of thing you're into, then yeah, then go ahead by all means and do it. But if you want to relieve yourself of that headache like you did, I want some coaching, some guidance. You know, like basically I'm a consultant at the end of yeah. the day. What mic did I need? That's the mic you needed. We checked it out. We tested it. What kind of software do I need? Any kind of tips along the way, I'm there to offer it. I'm not going to sit there and scold you for, for making a mistake. Will this some notes. <laughs> we have, right, you've gotten. But the thing is like Zoom, we're using Zoom right now. You know, it's going to be faulty at times. We're using yeah. Zoom. In the future, maybe we move on to a different software to yeah. capture better video. The audio podcast is its own entity. Video is a separate companion to it. It gives you a visual. Let's talk about that real quickly. So okay. you do that production you know, you're, you're actually double producing the show when it comes down to, right? Yes. First, I work on your podcast and I make sure all the audio is there. I make sure all the commercials are cut, all the segues and music and narrating is all ready to go. And you have a complete audio production. And then I go to the video 
And when I go to the video, as Warner Wolf will say, let's go to that's the video. Old New York reference. Uh, who I, by the way, worked with many years ago. <laughs> at ESPN. Where's Wolfman Jack, man? I'm waiting for that guy to jump out. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, um, Saturday Night Special. Yeah, oh, he was great. Big inspiration, by the way. Yeah. Uh, then comes the video. Now, the video, we don't do as much editing, too, because. We fix up a couple of spots if it needs to be cleaned up a little bit. If something sorry happens. about that, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna edit it like the audio because the audio is where we're at. We want people yeah. to be able to consume it wherever they are. You can listen to the audio podcast anywhere, anytime at the gym, whatnot, walking, running. But the video, what we do is we're not going to chop it up like one of those YouTube because you're doing long form. I mean, you're over 40 minutes to an hour on some of these episodes. So we keep the video pretty simple. We just let it go out raw. But I do add all the spots. I do add all the music. So I bring everything from the podcast into the video. That takes some doing. But again, if you said to me you wanted every but and uh cut out or a clearing of the throat, then we would be in trouble and it would take... So that's a good point, right? Let's talk about that real quickly. Sure. and that was one of the problems with the initial production that was being done. It sounded too robotic, right? And this format, this decision of, hey, I want to have this conversation with two dudes or, or a guy and a gal having a conversation about doing work, like doing life, right? Yeah, yeah. You have those buts and uhs and ums and all that in life when you're talking to people. Uh, there, there was a time, I think probably the first episode I did with Brian Joseph, you know, like we both had these like verbal hitches that we were on and it's like i was saying it and she was saying it's like you know you know you know you know you know you know it's like all right we get it you know (laughs) and that's the other thing too man so like you talk about coaching you talk about all that stuff if you go back and you listen to the first couple episodes that i did which by the way you went back and reproduced those other three shows (laughs) so if you go back and listen to them they're not the originals we went and we fixed uh the other stuff but but you can see the progression and I've, i've done that before i've gone back and listened and go wow it's amazing the comfort level and just like how i'm growing as uh, as a talent which is pretty amazing i use those uh, that term loosely <laughs> well you're an ambassador for what you do and and yeah. for your business and space and field that's a, a responsibility and you want to represent that well and the thing is when you go back to the original and i don't want to knock any other companies because that's yeah. not my style and, uh, and style, I, but that's the thing they their production style is very like this is how they're going to do it that's their business model. If you're paying them for it, it's going to be, they're going to take out all the us and ums. They're going to do it, right? Yes. But that's their style. But that's yeah. not the style I was looking it, for. I just didn't realize it until we, we chatted. Their style is a lot like going to Lenny's Clam Bar. You know, you want the sauce to be mild, you want a medium, or you want it extra hot. That's the way their editing is. You want a little editing, we'll pay this much. If you want a lot of editing, everything cleaned up, it's going to cost you this much. That's exactly not- their, their model, yeah. What you needed, what I felt you needed when I heard you, and again, this is me being a producer. When I heard you, I thought, you need a guy that can bring you on. You need a guy that can set things up. You need a guy that can read commercials, help you make commercials, a guy that can add original music so that you don't have to worry about licensing music. Yeah, that's a big um, deal. And you need a guy who edits. You need a guy who takes care of the footwork, which is the uploading and making sure everything's in. You know, this is a collaboration. You do a yeah. fair amount of work for yourself. First of all, you got the guests. You're booking guests. Yep. This is all you. I don't book guests for Matt. He does that footwork. That's a lot of work. And on top well, of that, sponsors. Yeah, been- and you get the sponsors, right? And then on top of that, you're also writing a lot of the stuff that I'm saying. I mean, your commercials are Almost aren't- everything. 
Right. Almost. So I might reword things. But other than that, this is a, a complete collaboration. But that's what you needed. You didn't need someone that was just going to say, upload it to this website and we'll yeah. just spit it out the way it needs to be. You needed a personalized tailor to yeah. fit you perfectly. And that's what I was hoping I would be able to offer. And, and I think, you know, now that we've done... How many episodes is it, Matt? God, I think you're like 105, 106, not including the, the quick, quick hits, hits, right? So yeah. if you include the quick hits on top of that, we've done close to 150 shows. And, and they say in this business, yeah. usually if you don't do more than seven, you can call it quits, my friend. Yeah. Um, my wife, by the way, she didn't hire me. You know, I have to work for free. <laughs> but the thing is, <laughs> of interest. my wife, right, I had no choice. I mean, I want a, I want a wife, especially this wife. Yeah, I, I, had, I had to do it. But she wanted to do a podcast, you know, that was like sort of like a companion to her nonprofit. And it's a podcast called Motherhood in Black and White. It's a beautiful podcast. I'm very proud of it. But they're already over 50 podcasts. You know, they've done a full year. We're on a little bit of a hiatus for summer um, and yeah. going back to school. I sent my kid back to school in seventh grade yesterday. Crazy, um, right? Yeah. Matt, you know, if you can do this for this many episodes, you can do it for double that. And look at you. You're successful at this. First of all, you're successful at your main business. Anyone that I've ever, all the people that you work with, they all like you. You're, you're a good guy, Matt. And you're good at what you do, obviously. Keep it real. You know, I'm just keeping it real with people. You That's are. That, you're, yeah. you're very much real. That's what I'm, what I'm known for. I love doing it, you know. And there was that talk. I, I think we were we had that conversation of like, okay, do we go two days a week now? Do we do it three days a week? Yeah, and and, like, oh, and I never felt that we needed much. to. I always felt like you know, one's one's good, Matt. Because yeah, here's the thing: you don't want to burn out number one, and you don't want to overexpose yourself to the masses where they're already getting enough information. Now, when you do your quick hits for like the osmosis. I think that's very helpful because you're you're featuring and you're showcasing specific guests. When you did the COVID, I think it was necessary. First of all, we needed it because we were both probably going out of our minds and it was therapeutic. We were all asking a lot of questions. And you're in, you know, you were in New York. I'm in Texas. Two different worlds completely. Yeah, um, especially these days. <laughs> yeah, especially these days. Although I am a New Yorker. It was a nice feeling for me to sit there and, and, and work through that with you and hear yeah. the concerns and hear your guests and yeah. and especially in your business and in the law business like those people that were trying to go to court they couldn't go to court yeah. they couldn't resolve cases zoom real, became it, it was a real thing and i'm it's glad we did those but yeah. do you need two episodes a week no you could do uh, one no and it was like it served its point and then i got to the point i was like you know what we're not doing this anymore and i just finished it and said okay no yeah. more quick hits yeah and then i brought it back you know we brought it back for osmosis because I, I i thought that was great let's highlight the speakers yeah um cynthia was interested in doing that and we're doing that again this year and, and i had a great interview today and it'll air next week um when are you coming to texas again oh i'll be there in two weeks yeah so, so, so we're gonna finally meet face by the way matt and i have never met face to face never met face to face yeah and that's with pretty much 99 percent of the people i work with in this yeah. business these days yeah, yeah. it's crazy it uh, is but it, this is great Majo. We're, we're gonna wind down here because i i think uh, we've kind of said what we had to say and uh i appreciate you coming on and again i wanted to do something a little bit different here so give me, uh, <laughs> we're going to play us out, right? Fantastic, right? Uh, so give me, uh, give me your website, give me your wife's uh, charity again, and uh, uh, how folks can get in touch with you if they have any questions. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. My wife's nonprofit organization is embraceaction.org, and they can use your support. You can go to that website and you'll get the idea. For me, it's joeysalvia, S-A-L-V-I-A.com. 
and pretty much that's my website and from there you can contact me and you can go through my music if you'd like yeah. you can see some of the podcasts i work on and, and things i do and that's it sure and you're there too sure. matt yeah, yeah. So, Joe, I just I, again, I want to say thank you, man. More so for just being a mentor and being a friend, and and I do. I feel like like you and I are good friends. Like when we get on the phone, like I know it's this is an hour. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like set aside an hour to, to chat, and it yeah. it's never, it, there's never an ah oh or an um that we go like okay, we're going to talk about next, which is crazy. I do feel like you know we're we're from the same we're kindred same spirits, cloth. Matt. We're yes. kindred yeah. spirits. Yeah, we're yeah. cut from the same mold, and 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 I have a lot of respect for you. I mean, you're younger than I am knowing your story on how you've pivoted from where you were working and doing it for other people and then going out on your own and, and the support of your wife and, and all the things that, you know, cause keep in mind as I'm editing these podcasts, I'm gathering a complete story. I'm gathering your life, you know, the things that you've done over the, the past few years and, and how you just keep progressing. I'm, I'm very proud to work with you. Yeah, it's great. And I, that's the other thing too, like loving that my kids listen to this stuff too. Like they're really, they're all in and they're, they're, they're learning what daddy does, you know, they're learning, you know, and daddy's not home. What is he doing? You know, it's this kind of stuff and um, yeah, they've embraced it as well, which is, which and is not, really cool. not to get too mushy on you, but you know, as long as you keep up the service of the host of the podcast, yeah. you'll always be out there in the world. Yeah. And um, it will be something that when you're when your kids are older and they go back and they want to see what daddy was all about, this yeah. will be evidence of that. Oh, absolutely. It's it's evergreen, which is neat. You know, this is the same thing with the music, right? The, yes. These albums you put out, that's, that's forever. Right. And you've got an amazing song to your son. Thank you. Yeah, you know, I love that song. And it's like, wow, like how many kids can say, yeah, my, my dad wrote a, a song for me that's on an album. Like it's doesn't happen right i didn't do that <laughs> although i gotta tell you when my kids play songs i've written and my son plays piano when he's like playing the, the songs like i love it or if they're walking around the house and they're just humming or singing some melodies from some of the songs we've written uh we have writing partners it's not just all me all me um it's it's awesome i really really love that so all right we're uh we're, we're in overtime here uh people are like enough already i'm gonna have to charge uh, you more matt for, for yeah there you go <laughs> going along <laughs> with me we're, we're up to 30 bucks which is great so uh thank you to my uh my, my older brother here for coming on and uh and uh, and chatting with us yeah this was really cool man thank you so much and thank you everyone for tuning in and 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 giving us the hour just to kind of shoot the breeze here and i, I wanted you guys to really get a sense of what goes on, um, the dynamic of putting this show together and the, the appreciation. And uh, what do you got there, Fender? The Squire. Nice, the Squire bass. He's going to play us out, right? <laughs> so this is a good edit point, right? Joey, play us out. <laughs> so, Matt, thank right. you so much. By the yeah. way, it is a Squire, but yeah. I have it souped up. It has uh, different pickups in it, and it's been, it's been modified. Uh, it's another show for another day. Another show, yeah. <laughs> so, Matt, thank you. Music man guy, that's me. But, thank uh, you, brother. I appreciate it. Hey, man, it. Thank, you, thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And we'll catch you guys next week, uh, or actually on Thursday, with a quick hits and then a regular show. We got some really, really cool guests coming up. I, I'm not going to give it away, but uh, I'm really psyched uh, for, for the content that's coming up. So everybody have a good week, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Well... <laughs> As I play myself out, we hope you enjoyed the behind-the-scenes look at PI Perspectives. Next week, we return with our normal format. 
And I especially would like to thank Crosstracks, Merlin Locate, PI Institute of Education, Delft Point, and the Campbell Insurance Group for sponsoring this show. Make sure you support our supporters. Just visit their website. Look around. You might find something you need. Now, have you checked out investigatorstoolbox.com yet? Now's the time to do so. Make sure you use code PIP201836 and save $20 when you join it. You can sign up through the app. It's available on iOS and Android platforms. And if you have a question or a comment about the show, email Matt at MatthewS at SatellitePI.com. You can also find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. So we'll be back on Monday with a new show. Make sure you tune in. Thanks for listening to this special episode. Stay safe out there.